is stupid. No, I'm joking. We're actually live right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hey, guys, welcome to tonight's show. Please let us know if you can hear us properly. Um, So everybody say here, 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 here. Here. <laughs> if you can hear all of us, everyone like, raise your hand. If you or, can hear us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give us a five by five, please. And let us know. It looks like we are live. That's good. Um, so tonight we are going to be discussing the Starseed Adventures Conference in Sedona, Arizona, December 11th through the 16th. And I'm not going to lie, Aaron, Aaron and I really wish we could be there, but we can't make it this year. But when I saw this advertised, immediately it had good vibes. Like we wouldn't just go out of our way to help promote a conference that we don't feel good about. And uh, this one just has that feeling. It's the right group mm-hmm. of people. Every one of them have been on our show. I think every person there has been on our show, uh, except for maybe Cassandra. But uh, it's just a group of friends. And I know it's going to be amazing. And the price is right. It just has a really good, it's a really good package. So if anyone is compelled to purchase a ticket, the link is below starseedadventures.com. And there's a few different ticket packages, but uh, it's an incredible deal. It really is. And she's doing the beam me up ball again, which was the best part of the last conference. Liz, or uh, Liz, um, Abby, you were there for the, for the ball. It was like one of the coolest things uh, that I've done at a conference and <laughs> She she captured <laughs> she created this beautiful night this beautiful experience Aww. that we don't get to do that often with our friends so she's doing that again for this conference and I think it's going to be really awesome so welcome to the show tonight we have Laura Vantine Abby Lynn Jason Alexis Ascension Diaries and Cosmic Origins I'm sure you guys are familiar with all of them but if you're not we're going to get to uh, go around give them a chance to introduce themselves. And they're going to let you know what they're talking about at the conference, what they're going to be speaking about. And then we're just going to go off and have fun and just chat about anything and everything that comes up. So, uh, Laura, we'll start with you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm excited about this because I get to do something I'm passionate about in person. A lot of times I do it online, and that is spiritual self-defense. And part of spiritual self-defense is how do we protect ourselves against the unseen world? What do those elements look like? And how can it break down our soul? Because a lot of us are talking about soul sovereignty, reclaiming soul, soul pieces, soul parts, soul aspects. And what happens when these unseen entities, it could be the reptilians, it could be the greys, it could be Anunnaki, it could be just regular black magicians, take a piece of our soul. And how does that affect us in our mortal life but more importantly, how does that help us with our soul ascension? So that's what I'm going to be focusing in on. And there's just a lot of really scary stuff out there. And I'm all about ripping off the veil of evil, showing it what for what it is. And when we can identify these things, we get to take our power back because the unseen world, the only advantage they have is that we can't see or sense them. But when we use our intuition and we start to see and sense these entities and energies, we are actually more powerful than they are because we are in a physical mortal body. And so that's what we'll be focusing on, on my end of things. Right. Exactly. And it's, it is the most important thing possible right now, especially me being at the receiving end of these attacks. That's how my awakening started. I understand the importance of it and I know how it can throw you off track in life and it can uh, 
it can ruin your life if you don't know what if you don't know that you can do anything about it so it's great to teach people that they can do something about it and they are weak because they have to catch you when you're most vulnerable they literally have to cheap shot you and blindside you like in your deepest state of sleep they can't come at you face to face while you're awake because they're they're not strong enough like they have to blindside you they have to cheap shot you and that shows their weakness so thank you for that uh super important stuff and I guess we'll just segue straight into Abby and welcome to the show, Abby. Thanks guys. Um, so I actually love that, that Laura brought up about, you know, things that we can't see with our eyes, but we can feel. So at the conference, I'm really excited because I'm going to be hosting a workshop. And so this is like, you're not going to just sit there and listen to me talking to you guys. You're going to get out of your chairs and we're going to be working together, but it's activating our avatars. And, you know, I actually just got done teaching a small little course for kids. And we were talking about the, our energetic field, our auric field. And, you know, I kind of compared it with animals. You know, they have the antenna and cats have whiskers in order for them to feel the world around them. That's how we have an energetic field. So how can we work on expanding that and actually using it as a way to communicate with our physical bodies? And just like Laura said, bringing in that discernment so that we can understand, so, you know, when we're starting to look through things from the heart versus through, I, you know, e e this is ego, you know, not this, but this is ego. And that's a lot of times where that fear comes in. And so learning discernment, and that is by, by really fine tuning our energetic field and going through the heart, making sure we're in that heart space, then we can better suss out what's coming in our field and understanding how much energy, do, you know, am I blocking this? Is this one of, you know, one of my ancestors or family or something coming in to assist me and understanding that. So we're not in this hyper sense of fear all the time. Right. That's it. That's what I'm working on. And I'm also going to do a small little, um, some guided uh, meditation and a little bit of, of work to get some messages from your team while you're in there. Beautiful. And it looks like we have matching necklaces tonight. We, we do. You know, I, the guys at home, this is the Omnia necklace. I actually got this at your guys' uh, conference in Grafton. And I, you know, before we came on, I was saying this has, this feels the best for me. I really notice a difference and I wear this every single day. So yeah. No, it's great. It's great stuff. I, I and hey, if you find mm -hmm. something that works, you know, roll with it. But yeah. uh, I know I love them. I love it. And I actually like I don't like wearing necklaces, but it's kind of stylish, too. It really it looks good. And it's completely weightless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, well, thank you so much for that. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. Again, much needed. Uh, Alexis or Jace, whoever wants to go first, go ahead and take the wheel. You're next. Sure. I am going to be bringing some more basically easy, applicable space weather instruction for those of you who want to be following it on your phones on a regular basis. A few uh, real life examples. We had a like a really large gamma ray burst that happened on the 9th that I'm going to probably be talking about a little more because the gamma radiation gets people excited, especially with the concept of ascension or activating your DNA or mutating in general. So to I kind of like to bridge the science and the spiritual sides of the grand experiment. And I'm now sort of using that ability to activate people and ride those waves of of energy to activate their abilities and practice their abilities. So we're going to be doing some of that in my particular offering there at the retreat. And then since we live here in Sedona, 
the there's some local vortex work that they're that we're planning on doing during the retreat also since it's a few days and i'd be happy just to kind of lead or help anyone get to where they need to go especially um, since i know that some of you may also be psychic mediums and also work with paths passing over souls a lot of people come to sedona for that specific reason to help pass souls along uh, along the galactic and Gaian gateways and all of those grids and all these things. And so I had these conversations all the time here in Sedona and on our channels and so on on my channel, Ascension Diaries. So I'm just glad to just keep that momentum going, kind of keep the conversation about that, keep working with uh, bringing healing to the land and to our peoples and connecting and starseeds especially have a little unique niche and just feeding that niche the love it needs in a way so they can bloom and be their cool awesome unique selves is kind of like the goal so that's why I like to participate in retreats like this and we've done events also and just going to keep doing it so that's my little spiel nice to meet you all if you haven't seen me around before I love to have people along with the space weather study so come along if you care and I'll see you at the retreat and we can talk more about it yeah, it's super, it's super important to understand that because a lot of what everyone's feeling right now is directly related to the space weather and the solar flares and, and everything that's coming in and actually understanding that, like, cause, cause a lot of the ailments and stuff that we have going on with our body, you know, no doctor is going to be able to diagnose and with this heightened energies right now, it's really great to understand that stuff. And then you can help, it'll help understand yourself and, you know, uh, whatever, Jace. What's yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Jace. Um, basically, I'm going to be giving a presentation or a workshop on uh, basically the financial shift that we're moving through. So there's a lot of crazy economic financial shifts that are happening for the better on the planet and behind the scenes. And what I kind of focus on is financial sovereignty. So really like moving your money to somewhere where you actually own it sovereignly. And, you know, there's a lot of issues right now, like in the news recently, Kanye, you guys probably heard, he got shut down from JP Morgan Chase for some, you know, controversial things that he did. And it just goes to show that the banks have this power over us. And mostly everyone has their, their money in the banks or in some kind of retirement fund. And um, there's not a lot of sovereignty there. there. There's a lot of issues around the planet where people are, especially in Europe, trying to go and pull their money out of the banks. And they're not able to because there's like no reserves. And it's all kind of just made up and, uh, you know, in the numbers in the banking system, but there's nothing mm -hmm. backing it. So I'm going to be talking about uh, like private wallets with digital assets and cryptocurrency and how to move your finances into one of these private wallets where you actually have sovereignty over it and no one can freeze it. Nobody can take it, which I think is really important right now because a lot of, uh, a lot of our freedoms rely on the freedom of finances, like freedom of speech, freedom to bear arms. A lot of these things require us to be able to move money about in a fair way without being restricted. So um, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty big. And yeah, that's what I'm gonna be talking about. Yeah, that's great. And it's so important. Like we know that money is an illusion, right? So it's all just numbers on a computer screen. At the end of the day, if everyone tried to go to the bank at the same time and withdraw their money, they, they literally don't have it. They don't have that money. And it's all, I mean, or, or just cash. They don't keep nearly that much cash in the bank right. That's what I mean. so yeah you could um but they what do they do they loan out 10 times the money that they have also so they're yeah. just creating even on that level they're just 
perpetual debt. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and yeah, so it's, it's important to explore different options and different avenues, you know, and it's, we know to, in order to move into this new earth and these new energies, there has to be a collapse of the old financial system, no matter what it looks like, it, it's going to crumble on some form or another in some way or another. So uh, it's great to have some advice, you know, moving forward into those times. So. And that's great because there's a lot of emotion with money, right? Yeah. And fear is good in small doses because it keeps us safe, right? Oh, don't turn left. Or, you know, this neighborhood feels energetically not in my best interest. So don't go there. Money is the same way, but fear in large doses paralyzes us. Mm -hmm. It gets us to make poor decisions. So I think that's a really valuable topic to bring to this, to this retreat. Yeah, well said. Yeah, well said. I, I never really thought of it like that. Um, well, I mean, so many of us wrap around our self-worth around money, you know, and even even people who work, you know, into the spiritual field, this by psychic mediums that was built for for centuries that you were supposed to live a pauper life. You weren't supposed to have money in. And that reason, you was know what? God's source does not want me to be poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, were you going to add something, Alexis? Not really. I was just saying it is insane. The just the layers of of trauma that people have, especially around this topic. But the inspired people that we meet, especially especially people who have the vision and the vision for the better world and the site and also even ET contact. There's a lot of correlations in the community still when it comes to the new technologies of how people are going to trade their assets around. But if you're a person who doesn't trade assets around and you don't have assets, then it's not as much of a thing that you're going to notice, but you're still going to see this unrolling, this shift. It's like, I have to watch it no matter what. And like as a traveling psychic person, like naturally, I just knew I was going to be trading something for whatever, no matter what, with my natural skills. But there's so much more than just natural skill being traded going on out there. And it's so much more of a vast realm that I've rarely even looked into because of how corrupt it was. So it's kind of nice to see how things are changing. And I have hope that now we're getting to like participate also consciously with the direction is going to keep going, which is cool. And I think that's part of the exercise also. And there is enough, right? We, we, yeah, we're so abundant. We are so abundant. When I was kidding around about, you know, God's source doesn't want me to be poor. Right. There's plenty for everybody, but this is part of that fear factor. Totally. So if there's not enough, not enough, not enough, the dark side starts to control me. So we have to live knowing that there is abundance, that there is enough. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting too, the, the Thea Uba prophecy, the book we just did an episode on a few weeks ago, uh, they talk about in that book, he's taken back to Lemuria and he's shown like life, what it was like then. And the one thing he noticed, he, he went to the market. This was like astral projecting. He went to the market and noticed that no one was purchasing anything. Everything was just being taken and traded. And it was explained to him that they, that they didn't have any currency at all actually it was it was all this honor system this bartering system but they had a completely different way of life and i think that's so fascinating to me because when you really think about it we don't need money like 
all of the material is already there. Everything we need to build and make everything is already here. We know how to produce it. Money is just a motivator. Money is what motivates the people to do it. They're like, well, yeah, I can make you 300,000 of this, but you need to pay me first. So it's in the energy exchange, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the but the dark controllers on the planet use it as a control system sure. and to keep everyone enslaved and oppressed. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Changing yeah. that concept really changes our emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. And that, that oppression keeps people in a state of fearing money itself and wanting to proclaim just the neutral energy that is money as an as an evil thing inherently, which yeah. then keeps people down oppressed because they don't want to engage that system. Exactly. And the people who engage with it end up pulling ahead of everyone else and becoming, you know, the one percent. Yeah. And it's then, just a tool like like basically everything else it's yeah. it's not good or bad it just is a tool yeah mm-hmm. i see it as like a physical you... representation physical or non-physical representation of just energy flow between people and a value like we place a yeah. value on almost everything to a degree value of food value like how important it is to us and it kind of is just a, a different way to represent that where it can be more easily traded and one of the things i know tyler you and i talked about i think it was the last time that we came on was how like us dollars or these paper monies have an actual physical karma to them that i think we need to move beyond because when we interact when we have like cash in our wallet and it's literally got the all-seeing eye on the back right the novus ordo seclorum and all that like there's a physical heavy karma to that that will be you know will have to go away i think for us to kind of re-engage with what this more neutral energy is right it's like it's cursed essentially like it's cursed (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh abby i seen you were going to chime in were you gonna say something well you know how we were talking about how money is an illusion and it is so i i did this exercise there in my private life just this very large bill came in out of nowhere and it was literally due the next day and i was um stressed and fixated on it so i just went out for my run which is my meditation and i told all of all of my people this is how much i need money is an illusion. I know that this can manifest it. I know that you can do this. And at that time I had been working for almost two years at that point, doing all of my sessions for free, doing apps, charging absolutely nothing for anything that I did. And I told him, I said, you know, I've been giving all of this time, please. I, I want this to cycle back. This is what I need. I know you guys can do it. The next morning, um, one of our clients called my husband and he said, Hey, I got a huge like grant come in. Can I go ahead and pay three months in advance for my invoices? And it was the exact amount that we needed. Yes. There you go. That's the universe at work right there. Manifestation. God for the win. Right. Yeah. It's like breathing. Yeah. (laughs) And that was, you know, my conversation. Like, I know this can happen. This is how abundance happens. This is just an illusion. I'm just playing a game again of just, of just zeros and ones because it was all digital, you know, there wasn't cash given, it was just digitally done over the computer. So, right. Right. That's True. exactly, exactly what I always say. Just numbers. That's it. How many, it's not how much money do you have? It's how many numbers do you have? <laughs> yeah. Um, really? And it's all digital. And if it, the grid goes down, then what, you know? Uh, so yeah, this is, this is great talk, but I want to shift it into, uh, I know Abby, you've been having some experiences lately, Laura, I know, the, the people that you work with, um, you have some incredible information coming through. Same with you, Alexis and Jace, you know, we're all experiencers here. So Abby, I want to give you a chance to share if you want to something, uh, some of the recent stuff that that's been coming through for you. And then we'll go 
around yeah. the table. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Tyler says that to you guys because he's like the one person that I text at 1130 in the morning when weird crap's <laughs> happening and <laughs> don't know who to share it with. Um, yeah, I mean, the in terms of the galactics, just a little bit more preparation. Again, it's just more energy waves coming in and the energy that's coming in is more turning us on, turning in more coding. And so I'm energetically feeling from other people and then just in my, in myself and my kids, just other aspects, higher aspects of ourselves are coming forward. And I want to, I want to say the word cementing, but it's really grounding in, into us um, more strongly. Um, but then, I mean, in terms of an odd experience, I, this is more probably maybe Laura's department. I've never had this happen before. Um, two days ago, I, I came back home. I was home all alone. It was early in the morning. I fell back asleep and I was, I was dreaming, but in, in the dream, I was in my dream. I was laying on my bed. Somebody came to my side and pushed, like pushed me up to my side. And then I felt something come underneath me and pick me up. And while they're picking me up, it was like I was coming out of my sleep because I was realizing this was actually happening. And I felt I felt myself raising up and being lifted up off of something. And it, it wasn't I wasn't in fear based. I wasn't it didn't feel dark or evil. It was just like what's going on. I, I don't. So I just I just said, I do not consent. I do not consent. I do not consent. I just said that very quickly. And just, they laid me right back down and I completely woke up from it. So that was probably the most bizarre thing that happened. <laughs> that's my Tuesday. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are Tuesdays. No, <laughs> that's um, I can actually see what was going on as you're discussing it. Do you want me to share with, yeah, with you? I would love it. Yeah. Um, those were grays and they were ex- trying to experiment on you to see how you tick and you didn't let them do it. And here's a really important thing I want to address. You kept saying, I do not consent. And this works for you because you've worked really hard on your soul health. Mm -hmm. So a big part of what I do is I talk about soul health. We talk about our financial health, our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, but we don't talk about our soul health. So you have done the work to create a strong and healthy soul. If you had a percentage of your soul, let's say it's 30% of your soul missing, the I do not consent doesn't necessarily work because it's like you've got a gaping hole there. And so when we can start to shore up and reclaim those soul pieces and fragments, and many times it is these negative extraterrestrials that have these pieces of the souls and soul retrieval. Yes, it's a shamanic thing, but when you can go to those, I'm going to call them spaceships for lack of a better word and retrieve the canisters of souls and put them back into source, then the higher beings can reinstate them within us while we're alive. If we have the karma to do so. If we don't, then the higher beings will hold on to that. Let's say you don't have the karma to have it reinstated within you because maybe you're abusing drugs or maybe you're doing something else um, that gives the dark side access. So when we can clean up our lifestyle, diet and exercise, and I'm not talking, you can never have a cheeseburger kind of thing, but we have to live too. But when we look at our lives with intention and purpose, it makes a big difference. So 
for you, I think those were grays because I could clearly see them. And they were trying to figure out how you tick. Why can't they get in? They got in because they were able to punch through something somehow, but they couldn't stay. They, they couldn't keep matched with your frequency. So they had to retreat. Yeah. So the, I'll, I'll follow up with that. The only thing I can think is I was at a concert the night prior and I was, I was exhausted because I didn't get in, in till late. Now I was with my kids and, but there was absolutely a spirit hitched a ride in our car coming back home because he, the, the smell shifted in our car. And, um, so, you know, we clear that out before we came home, but I just wonder if that was just enough, maybe something energetic came in that way it, it, it is and places like concerts and these are things that we like to do for entertainment we should have the free will to do these things right mm-hmm. um but there are places where we can get contaminated and that's one example mm-hmm. you know people always talk about you know these ghost hunter shows and stuff you know they get their fancy equipment and they go to a jail or whatever and eh, just go to any liquor store or hospital you'll find them yeah right or, yeah. or bar, bar. Yeah. or yeah. bar yes yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's real. It's absolutely real to have something to bring something home and have something attached to you. It's happened to me before. And uh, one time it almost made me, it did make me nauseous. I almost had to pull my vehicle over. This was years ago. And it was after I went on a ghost hunt in a cave, like an hour from my house. And it was super cool, super awesome. But back then I wasn't thinking about putting up protection or anything. And you open yourself up to that stuff. So you got to really be like, what's the phrase you know we don't have the luxury to misuse our energy anymore you really have to be uh very conscious about where you're giving your energy and what you're putting your energy into right now and it's something that i even forget sometimes you know we get distracted by life you go out you're out of the house you're in a situation like i never cleared myself i didn't put up protection crap you know but then you can you could still do it but it's good to get in that habit and it's something it's a habit that i'm actively trying to make a habit <laughs> Uh, it's hard to remember all the time right because we're not it's not ingrained in us like everything else in society right like if we were teaching this to our kids if we were taught this from day one it would be second nature and we might not even be in this mess to begin with if we were putting up protection our whole lives but obviously we're steered away from that so all this stuff can happen we just did an episode on magic and we explained all the different ways that this stuff affects us you know Alexis, were you about to say something? I just, I liked it. It was a great episode. (laughs) It was a really good episode. We loved it. (laughs) Right. No, it's, yeah, it, it, it was great. And it's very relevant and because it's good to, it's good to be aware of like literally everything right now, uh, is almost, you could say weaponized against us on some level. So we can't like, like Abby, like I do not consent. It's huge right now. That's huge right now. Yeah, I've been naturally drawn to say that actually a lot. And Laura, you taught me to do the the salt. You know, I I, I visualize that almost every day now when I'm, when I'm in my car. When I, the minute I leave my house and I'm in my car, I do that just to clear everything out. And then just saying that I do not consent. And I just subconsciously, I've just been drawn to do that every day for a little over a month now. And, you know, and like going into those concert settings, I, I always work, you know, my shields are completely up because I know I don't like mixing in those type of crowds because the alcohol is there. And, and I know that people, you know, you create holes and energetic holes and people, things just slip right in. And um, so, yeah, and I taught 
I teach my kids about doing that as well. When you go into those type of areas and the vibrations get lower, but you know, even, even I, I was, I was totally grounded in doing that work, but things just slip in. So, well, it's, it's, we're, we're in a spiritual war. Yeah. There's no breaks in war. It's not like we can say, you know what guys time out. I need a break. You know that, you know, we can't do that. And it's like, you were just being hit with a battery ram over and over and over and it weakens the, the shell, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but you also got an opportunity to learn something about it from that experience, right? You got to learn how they got in and that they were messing with you. So you got to know what that feels like because we don't know karmically, how are you going to be able to utilize that information to help somebody else? Because really what we're talking about is service, right? There's two types of service. There's service to self, which is the ego base, which is the greed, the monetary, then there's service to others. And so as we're putting it forward, the service to others is really where it's at. And it comes in many forms. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how that your experience is going to play out. And maybe it's playing out right now on the show. Somebody else has an experience like that. They're like, oh, okay. Well, now I, I've got some, idea. I'm not alone in it. And I got to figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why I say like, always share your experiences because even if it's one other person out there, uh, they might need to hear what you have to say and how you overcame it or whatever you did, whatever tools you used, you know, we're, it, we're all helping each other right now. And I like the, the fact that you mentioned this is a spiritual war. I've had people in the past say, you think by putting up all that protection all the time, you're manifesting, you're, you're creating the attacks because you're constantly in fear of them. And I was like, I understand where you're coming from, but we're in a war right now. And it's, and it's when I let my guard down and stop doing that stuff or when the attacks come in. And, and I started thinking about it. I was like, we would never just walk onto a battlefield and drop our armor and say, oh, let's see what happens. You know, yeah. it's like, like when we go to Canada in December, we got layers of clothing on. Right. We're not going out in our bathing suits. Mm -hmm. Same yeah, concept, different dimension. Right. Uh, Jason, Alexis, I'm bringing you guys into this conversation a little bit. So, Alexis, I know you're always like like talking to the elementals and getting messages and all kinds of stuff. And, and Jace is probably there looking at you like you're crazy half the time. No, <laughs> um, well, what kind of information has been coming through for you guys? And what have you been seeing as far as energetically, like the shift and, and uh, more galactic aspect of things? Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that you had like a little visitor because I've been getting some messages the last couple of days that there's been a little bit of extra messing around, I would say kind of from wow. that place and Laura to catch up on your work. I watched rewatch one of your episodes on the journey to truth podcast. And I was watching and listening to what you talk about just to kind of get a refresher and I think I had an epiphany, which was awesome. And with the connection with the ghost realm in a way and the fourth density sort of, and the astral plane sort of realm. And I actually was wondering about that is it sort of connected with the astral plane realm too. Like when you're sleeping and so on, you're accessing that and seeing these realms too. Cause I'm experiencing that. And we went to a concert the day after, and I, I'm pretty sure we were also, we were 
we were marked like as the non-drinkers there and we were just like off on the side just trying our best but it was intense and there was a lot going on and the the dream realm I had last night before the show was very different and different for me and I was like processing different things and I was just like okay there's something going on I picked up something but I was really also moved as well because again here we get the opportunity a lot of time to like pick up souls somewhere and then like kind of scoot them along. And so even when it comes to the ETs and those sort of like tormented souls that are chasing the ghost children around, even Mm -hmm. I was picturing that a lot and tapping into that a lot more. It was like, you really were able to give me the words for what I'd been also experiencing. So I'm glad that you did that episode. I'm sorry. I missed it all. And I'm glad I caught up, but I'm now also seeing new layers of torture also showing up of obviously, but you know, you have to learn these things too, to also properly work with the clientele that I'm getting to for mediumship and so on. Like a lot of people also died in weird excruciating ways and there's still soul fragments. And like you said, like fractal souls and all of this that are wandering around. And it's just been a huge concept lately, as well as just death in general and that veil in general and how to communicate beyond it, how to heal it, how it's going to expand. So I've just been thinking a lot about that and even less about the ET's souls, but it's interesting. You recently had a visit because a friend of mine was just also doing a video today about being stalked basically in public by what he thought was an ET in some sort of garb, you know, looking like a human pretending to not be basically stalking him. But I've experienced this now multiple times. You go out, there is these souls or entities that are watching you and they don't really have anything else to do. So that's another thing I've been watching lately. Happens to Sedona also. Happens pretty much everywhere. But it's been increasing lately. I feel like also the the reach out almost from that realm has been a little bit more aggressive. Like they've been wanting to engage more almost because that's all they know. And it's like, there is a transmuting that has to happen, but they're an aggressive type and I'm more of a receptive type. So it's just kind of the dynamic anyways, but go on. What were you going to say? They are, but you bring up some great points. They are aggressive because they're seeing a shift in humanity and a shift in the planet and they can't have that. Right. And so when we're looking at, especially ghosts, we have so many program beliefs about the dead. They, um, were a bad person they should rot in hell they died by suicide well they should rot for eternity in hell or uh all of these they had unfinished business every single black magic right yeah it's black magic and i i put magic in three buckets there's white magic gray magic black magic the white magic that might be five percent of the population the gray magic is probably 90%, maybe 80%, and the rest is black magic. And the gray magic is people who want to do the right thing, who want to be helpful, but they simply haven't studied. <laughs> and when we study and learn and listen and listen to what rings true for ourselves, our most powerful psychic ability isn't seeing dead people, it's intuition. When we tap into our intuition, that's our superpower because it gives us wisdom. It gives us discernment. And a lot of times in the light worker field, et cetera, we've been programmed to like not question if these, Oh, I was contacted by Archangel Michael. Well, how do you know? (laughs) What can you do to figure out if that was really Archangel Michael or not, or an imposter, because there's all these shapeshifters and Alexis, you were talking about these shapeshifters. That's what they are. 
I remember I was in Idaho um, last summer and one of my crazier experiences was I'm, I'm at a farmer's market in like some small town in Idaho. And all of a sudden I'm surrounded by six men mm-hmm. and they're wearing khaki pants, a Navy polo, sunglasses, and a hat. I'm like, what? And they're, they've got these comms on. I'm like, what the hell? Heck. And I look at my friend, she sees them and then they're gone in a flash. No. All of them. I was glad I had a witness to that. Yeah. Wow. These are observers, they're watcher beings, and they have bosses they report back to. Every realm has a spiritual hierarchy. Every realm has politics. So if we, when we die, we think we're done with politics. Think again. <laughs> right. It's, well, there's, it's true. I don't think any, like, I don't think it's some like, yeah, it's just, it's like a weight off our shoulders and we're like the astral restraints are like free from our f- physical vessel, right? Of those restraints, our astral body is free, but there's still another realm of all sorts of, <laughs> all sorts of this fuckery, I'll just say. because that's what it is and it's it doesn't just stop in the third dimension and we see proof of that and every soul is still paying off karma on some level until you're back to source or however that works i would imagine but it doesn't end when you die so that's why suicide doesn't work and stuff and there's no escaping your problems you know because you know because that's just not how it works and the dark side reincarnates us as much as the light side does. Not all babies are heaven sent. And when we can understand that, we can understand why humanity can do horrific things. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. People keep saying, LOL, Tyler, and I don't even know what they're laughing at. <laughs> um, uh, Isn't that the worst? You just right. don't know. <laughs> uh, as so, long as they're having fun. What are you guys? What are you guys laughing at? Uh, it's no big deal. Go ahead, Abby. <laughs> well, you know, the only thing that I, you know, I, I want to add, and and I say this a lot, is, you know, there's a lot of people that think, oh, well, you know, they're they're extraterrestrials, and because the visual is that they're up, therefore they are of higher, like higher purpose, higher good, higher wisdom. They're still dealing with their own stuff too, and you know, and I really kind of want to say that it's very strongly. They're just people as well. And they're on their own path. And and yes, yes, they have greater access to memory of their higher self, soul self. They have access to more like, you know, telepathy and to get things done faster, but they're still living sometimes a very, you know, slow life. It's just the same repetitive thing. They're on their own cycle as well. And so we need to kind of cut that illusion of, oh, they're somehow better than us. Mm. They're still doing their own journeys as well. Right. And I think they literally are us too. And because of that, I think, you know, we, when we come here, I think a big part of that is to fix those issues that have taken so long to solve in those upper realms. A lot of us that have come that, you know, identify as star seeds or wanderers. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what we're working out on a karmic level is just a denser version of what we're experiencing in the higher realms. And so a big part of this is like, we might know the answer first before they do, because we are the ones coming here to figure it out in a quicker, denser state to report back to them whenever we return, you know, to the native density or realm or whatever and to kind of apply the knowledge that we've learned in school earth to the the higher dimensions as well 100 percent, 100 percent. i've got i've received that message a lot with a lot of different clients that 
some of their purpose being here is just they're reporting back at nighttime when they go to Nashville, they're literally just reporting back of what they're seeing, what they're feeling, how things are shifting from the physicality of being here and interpreting that for them to use. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that, Jace. And I do think there's so this is a concept I, I always fascinates me is how there's multiple versions of ourselves doing all kinds of shit that who knows, who knows what I remember Jason quit talked about in his book. Uh, he was having these crazy experiences and he wanted to meet he was aware of himself living a life on another planet. And he wanted to astrally go and meet the, the other version of himself. And they they told him it was not allowed, but for some reason he was allowed and he went to go and he went into this classroom where he was being taught and he somehow he, he his the other version of himself saw him and it almost caused like this glitch in the matrix in that world. And like it was like abort mission and he got sucked back out and they were like, this is why you can't go and see another aspect of yourself because it's literally it, it would be like seeing your clone or something like it would just like something would malfunction or something would really throw you off and i just wonder like we have all these sessions and you hear about these other things that you're doing in the astral and in the ssp and all this all these altars and i'm like okay so i've come to the conclusion that literally everything and anything is possible and how do we explain it all? And is it even worth explaining all? Because I think we can give too much of our energy and our power away to understanding all this when we're not really supposed to understand it. Yeah, We have to and look I'll, at free will, right? You know, what is our free will? But then we also have to understand that do we have free will or is it mitigated free will? Right. And when we're looking at going and astral traveling and things like that, we need to make sure that we're tethered to our bodies and that we're safe. Mm -hmm. But this mitigated free will is really wreaking havoc on us. We think we have free will, but we don't fully have it. Right. That's what Max Spears always used to say. So we have the illusion of free will uh, when it comes down to this planet. Now, universal law does include free will the way it's the way he described it and the way I understand it. But whenever you're thrown into a third density planet, it's mitigated. Like you said, it, it's not actually free will like we would imagine it to be. Yeah, there's a free will that allows everything to happen here. And that's why we're in this mess. But on some level, we were kind of robbed of aspects of that. And I feel like that's an important concept to wrap your head around. Whether I'm right or wrong, it's just good to think about stuff like that. Well, just the fact that most people don't know who they are like they don't remember their past lives they don't know they're a soul and a body having experience they think the body is them they think a lot of people think either death is the end of everything or they just don't know at all what's that you know and they're completely in fear of death that's a huge one on the planet um because mm -hmm. you can control a lot of people if they're afraid of death well you would never look at what just happened you would never inject years. anything in your body exactly. if you were exactly. if you weren't scared uh so to me that's like a huge thing with that because all people's decisions are going to be based on this kind of false perception of themselves and reality and and a big fear kind of like a fear of the unknown of that they think all you know all they think all they see an experience of the five sense reality they think that's all there is and 
once I die, that's it. You know, like you're going to be terrified of death, <laughs> you know, like you're going to be, um, and it's going to be a lot harder to live from your true self, like from your soul when you don't even understand that concept at all, you know? Right. Yeah. Well said. And it, it, that's where, go ahead, Abby. No, I, I would, in terms of, of the death and, um, I would actually would love to get all of your guys' take on it. The message has come through so many times that we are going to be witnessing just this, this mass loss of life. And I would love to get your opinions on how that ties in with the ascension process, us moving forward. You know, like, why are we witnessing that? Are we going to have, you know, as Laura's, you know, stuck, stuck souls that are, are staying in the 3D? I just would love to have your, your perspective on why you feel that this is happening and we're going to be witnessing this mass loss of life. Well, I'll, I'll say something really quick and then I'll turn it over to you guys. I've, I've had this theory since COVID started. So the, all these souls that were taken by COVID or whatever happened to them in the hospital or whatever they put into their body, that stuff that was, I guess you could say they're life was taken by the dark because of the dark's play moves, right? I feel like those souls would almost become a more effective angel or spirit in this spiritual war. It's like, okay, they've been, they've been taken here against, you know, under false, uh, whatever I'm saying, false pretenses. And I feel like maybe, you know, every loss of physical death of life is, is now an added, not every every soul is different, but I feel like it's a spiritual war. So we have all these actual true light warriors and spirit spiritual bodies now in their astral bodies that are doing a lot behind the scenes also to help with the shift and this cleanup. It's just a theory, obviously, that it comes down to the individual and their karma and their lessons and their soul journey and everything like that. But it's just something I think about. Like a lot of these, even though it's like this mess, like we're we're seeing a lot of death. Um but is it really as bad as it seems? Because we might be gaining warriors, gaining, you know, gaining helpers, I guess. So I have a lot of experience in this. Um, when this all started, it was explained to me through a client I was doing a past life regression on. My team came through the client and the tone changed with the client. Everything shifted. Her body shifted. So I know it was real when they said that the vaccine, what it does is it creates a glass barrier. So we think we're connecting to higher source, God, our team, but we're not. And when that person, and then, which makes a ton of sense. So the vaccine is creating barriers that disconnect us from God's source, which breaks down our soul. I've also had through regressions and sessions and my podcast that I'm starting up, it actually airs the real, the first one on Monday the 17th, I take snippets of sessions and explain it. But what happens is the dark side, because the soul has been fractured by the vaccine, the dark side can easily grasp it and take it. And what they do is they put them in canisters on ships. And then these canisters can, and they can come in cylinder form or black cubes. Think of that Mecca, the black cube. And they get buried within inner earth or they get taken off planets. They get put on a moon and they harvest the soul energy to fortify themselves because they don't have access to the light of God's source. 
So it's really, really important that we cross over all the dead that we can um, for this reason, because we need to reclaim these souls. And part of it is that shift. And I think it was Jace was talking about, you know, I think it was Jace talking about how, no, it was Aaron, I'm sorry, just people live their daily lives in and out, in and out. This is it. You know, I die. I'm, I'm, you know, compost or whatever. They want us to believe that, but there's a sh energetic shift where if your frequency isn't high enough, you haven't done the spiritual work to ascend with this planet. So my right. theory was wrong. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to say it's not everybody th that that happens to Tyler, but this is a big percentage, but in every war you have spies, right? Right. We have counterintelligence in every type of war. So the spiritual war, we have the same right. things, but a lot of times these souls are taken in canisters and they are housed. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a scary thought, but also something uh, to be aware of. Uh, because like you say, helping these souls cross over, I always, ever since I've met you and learned that concept from you, uh, anytime someone dies near me or whatever, whether I don't know what's actually happening with their soul, but, but it doesn't take me anything to stop and help that soul peacefully transition. I don't know if it works or not, but I still do it. I'll even do it when I see roadkill or I'll see an animal. I, or I do roadkill too. <laughs> right. Like I, I really do every time. Yeah. And I just like help them, help them through to the other side. If they haven't already made it, uh, I'm not a seer, so I don't know, but I still do it. And I think the intention Your helps. Your intention has become a subconscious program and it works. Hmm, interesting. It, it just, it works. And you've got it. You, you have been working so hard as all of us and so many others out there to raise our consciousness, to create a stronger foundation around us. And so it works. It absolutely works. Right. It reminds me of the meme I just shared today. You're so powerful that if you think you're not, you're not. And <laughs> it's true. Like we really have to understand their true potential here. And it's really, I think it comes down to even like intention or you can say imagination. I feel like it is so much more powerful than we even give ourselves credit for. And we're always doubting ourselves and we don't think we, we're capable of it. Like the whole chemtrail concept. Like if you see chemtrails, you can imagine an invisible dome. And then when the when those chemtrails hit the dome, they're transmuted into love and light or whatever you want. And you're showering the civilization now with love and light instead of chemicals. Like, yeah, it sounds silly. And it sounds like that's impossible. I don't have that power. Guess what? I still do it. If I see him, I throw up this dome and just set that intention. Does it work? I have no idea, but I still do it. And but it why goes not? out in the mind belt, right? Yeah. It goes out in the yeah. mind belt. And if more and more people are thinking that way, it becomes more and more powerful every single time. And the more you practice it and the more we all practice it, the more power we get behind it. This is a spiritual practice. Right. Doctors right. practice, lawyers practice. We need to practice on our spirituality. Yeah. That's why I call them chem fails now instead of chem. Oh, I like that. I like <laughs> I that. that. <laughs> you know, and and I do that as well in, in my own life, and everyone at home can do this in regards to. You know, if I'm getting a, a masseuse or someone cutting, cutting my hair new or going in, for instance, like the person who sat next to me at the concert, I always put in that intention that spirit and myself is always aligning, bringing in people who are in alignment with me. And so I'm talking to uh, the woman sitting next to me at the concert and 
I missed the entire opening act because she and I were in this dialogue and she tells me that her grandmother had these amazing psychic abilities. And then she just looked at me and she said, you know, I just always known since I was born that I didn't come, come from here. I know I'm not from earth. And I just, she said, I've never resonated. I felt like I've been playing pretend my entire life. So we just had this amazing dialogue and this great conversation. And I, I just love it, but it's that intention of everyone who comes within my energy field is going to be in alignment. So it can work. It works. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's important. And those, and sometimes we're put in those situations for that exact reason. Like you might be drawn to an event or, or place and you don't know why, and you meet one soul that you might have said something that changed their entire life. And you never know. You never know what type of seed you're going to plant or what type of energy or how you're just going to infect somebody else. Yeah. So it's important to always keep in mind when you, especially when you're going somewhere, like, I don't know why I'm going here, but maybe there's a, there's a reason. Um, yeah, Jace, so re regarding the, um, what you were asking Abby with the, you know, the potential of mass deaths on the planet. I, I think if that does happen, which is similar to what Laura was saying, the download I was getting is that it's going to be a massive learning opportunity for the people on the planet. And I think anytime, anytime there's catalyst on a massive scale, I think that source creator creates it that way for the, the most learning for all beings involved, right? So I think that there's obviously things to learn from those that, you know, may have participated in that and maybe passing on from that and the journeys that are on the other side. But I think for the people that are left here on earth, it's also going to be a massive catalyst for not only learning how to cope with death and understanding that death is not a permanent loss of the, of the soul. It's not a permanent loss of the personality or the being. And that could be a huge catalyst just to kind of heal our root chakra on a collective level and understand this isn't, we're not done. It's not, you know, you only live once it's, it's quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. And then furthermore, which is what Laura was saying, I think it's going to provide this opportunity for us to catalyze our psychic abilities and our mediumship abilities so that we are able to assist these beings on the other side and help them, which is just going to, I think, exponentially increase our psychic abilities um, and everything that's going to come from that because it's going to be such a in-demand you know, thing that people will have to come online and naturally learn how to do. And we're seeing that with so many people. She's been really coming into her mediumship abilities the past couple of years and lots of other people as well. And I think that that's just going to be something more and more, especially if something on that scale happens. Right. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and it's amazing to, to see all these stars, see everyone stepping into their power and like learning, discovering their abilities, because like we're always thinking like, oh, this person's gifted or this person... Um, I can't do that. We're always telling us, I, I wish I could do that, right? And I think, yeah, some people might have excel in other areas, but on some level, we all have this within us. And it's fun watching everybody be activated right now, which I think is directly related to some of the solar activity and the stuff that's going on with our DNA and what that looks like. I don't actually know, but I feel like there's just something inner knowing that we all have right now that something's shifting within us. I hope so. <laughs> things some things definitely need to shift for sure and we all need each other i'm you know i have certain abilities abby does you got um jason alexis tyler we all have these different abilities and when we can learn how to work together we create harmony we create connections the creativity flows so when we can do this and be united and not be in competition mm -hmm. it adds to our soul healing and our soul health yeah. right 
Absolutely. And Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, one thing I want to say for everyone listening at home who are, you know, just opening to their, to their abilities, things are starting to turn on. Be open to allow those abilities to continually flow and change and grow into new areas. Um, you know, I, I'm still in the middle of, of, a, of a shift and I'm doing things right now that a year ago I would never imagine that I'm now doing. But what I'm being shifted into doing, again, it's like I'm seeing I'm shifting into this for a reason. And so it's just always I always say always be the student like you know and Laura mentioned earlier like to continually be learning and opening and and if anything I always say like if even one thing like you get that little tingle from dive into it because there's a reason why you're getting that little bit of a spark and then when you start bringing in all these different pieces then you kind of step back and like oh now I know why I was led to do this and this and this because now I can see how they come together in this cohesive piece right yeah I want to talk about um grid work and the importance of traveling and going to key points and places like Sedona, let's just say for this conference, to people who are going to this conference, uh, why you might be called there is also because your energy, like whatever is going on with the grid and the ley lines and the portals and the vortexes that Jason Alexis, I know you're very aware of that whole area and where, where the hotspots are and stuff. And maybe you guys can touch on that. Like what type of grid work, like are these is being done right now when these light workers travel because i feel like that's part of the reason they try to stop us from traveling to certain locations right now because now more than ever like hawaii hawaii is so strict they don't want anybody going there and they have they still have all this crazy quarantine stuff even the united states like people can't come here without the jab they don't want people traveling for a reason and i think just by you don't even have to know that you're doing grid work just your light and your energy itself when you travel you're you're subconsciously doing that grid work and i don't know if you wanted to add to that jace or alexis just from sedona and the energy points vortexes there yeah yeah so i think well from a sedona perspective a lot of what we see people living here doing is going out and doing grid work and then bringing back what they've uh, basically what they've gathered from their experiences so a lot of times it's like souls like we were talking about earlier a lot of people are going out going on grid working missions and bringing back these stuck souls throughout the country and bringing them to certain key access points in Sedona like uh, Cathedral Rock is one of the main ones and we know a couple people personally who do that quite often they go out and go to just all around the country all around the world and pick up these stuck souls bring them back I think uh, a lot of people come to Sedona and other hot spots like Hawaii um, you know Tibet, China, like all these places around the world, because there are part of it, I think, is past life fragments to be picked up and remembered and received. And another part of it, I think, is what the the earth has to give at that point, but also what they have to give the earth. So there's, there's this whole communication, I think, that goes on and giving and a receiving um, on these nodes between the human or the being that's there doing the, the grid work and then the earth that's uh, both receiving and giving back um yeah anything you want to add on to that sure yeah I would say also with Sedona in specific people come here and I tend to warn them also friendly warning ahead of time that you may be processing or getting pushed past your limits of social I don't know your your social battery or something like that it just I've noticed that people burn through their battery faster when they're here and then they start to realize oh this is actually I'm having an experience right now I'm being pushed and so 
people do are grateful for that feeling because they feel they are actually getting a spiritual shift. Like they're getting some personal growth after making the trip here. So it's rewarding. And then people who stay here over extended periods of time, I just feel like it, it allows, it's allowed me the opportunity to burn through a lot more, a lot faster and give me a lot more perspective, especially about how the spiritual community also travels and behaves and how there is still like, obviously there's still getting triggered. Like the spiritual people coming here, get triggered too. It's, it's all everybody. We're all subject to the land here. It really does overtake. And it's, it's, it's a, in my opinion, it's nice. It's nice to surrender to the land as well, knowing that you're safe and that there's more going on and that you can be a human being and walk the land and get your, get your, your frustrations out and then also go back and process it in a safe place. I look forward to that portion of all the events that we do and all the grid working stuff is the time afterwards because there's so much to experience especially even in dreams and so on there's so many more openings and neural pathways even that seem to open up and the dna conversation and the quantum and aura auric field conversation is another big part of it and we see lots of different cool people come through here it's really cool to be at like a galactic gate they call it here it's like has different laws and rules even i've heard from right. some whistleblowers so it's neat to that's it's a unique spot yeah and it's cool that the conference actually includes some vortex tours and you're going to the grand canyon it's not just a typical like on location conference which i think is great also yeah. but this one has you're actually going on these trips right and there's work that needs to be done, I'm sure, especially like going to the Grand Canyon, you know, there's a lot of suppression there. And there's a lot that's been there's a lot of hidden history. And just by going and infecting that area, you know, it's it's bringing all that to the surface, and we're shifting that. Uh, so guys, if anyone's listening, you're compelled to come to Sedona for Starseed Adventures, the link is below in the descriptions. If, if you missed the beginning, starseedadventures.com, grab a ticket, go hang out. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I think you know, the right people are going to be there. Whoever is supposed to be there will end up there. And honestly, I think so many people have soul fragments or past life connections here. You could say that, you know, if you're feeling called to come, you should definitely listen to that because there's probably something that you're supposed to gain being here. And I think that in the past, this was like, you know, used for many purposes, this area. I think it was some kind of Atlantean type colony potentially at one point amongst other things i think it's been a, a series of generations of different i think groups and beings that have moved through here and so maybe you've even have had multiple experiences here in different lives and i know the first time that i came to sedona it just felt like home and i just like felt that way and i the people that i were with just kind of started smiling and laughing and they're like yeah that makes sense and yeah and yeah so if you're feeling it i definitely recommend coming and, and checking it out you know, I, I'm sorry, Tyler. I was uh, just kind of connecting with the, the, the purpose of the, the conference and going to Sedona actually before we came on and, and maybe someone in the chat, maybe this will make sense to, to you. Um, but they said that Sedona, the area, it's the joining of two moons. And I don't know exactly what that means to me. Like moons means almost two races. It's, it's just the joining of two energies. It's the merging of those yeah. um, while you're there. 
So maybe Alexis J, this means something to you. Maybe you understand, maybe that makes sense being there. Um, but you know, we've been seeing from through like Google Earth, Tara, Gaia is showing more of herself to us. And so they're starting to find a lot more things in the Grand Canyon lately, for instance. And I know that while we're there, um, we're going to try to connect with some of those and see if some more, you know, messages or energies are going to come through that. I believe Ivan Teller might do a channeling, you know, when we're up at Grand Canyon. Um, so yes. Yeah. I think, I think Sedona used to be, and still probably very much is the, a place of merging between the earthly realm and the cosmic realm. And in ancient times, like maybe not even that ancient, a couple thousand years ago, um, the Hopi had a city that I think they called Palatki. I might be slightly wrong on the pronunciation of that, but it was described to be a city with giant red walls that towered above everyone else and where essentially the star beings would come down and engage in education and contact with the Hopi and the other tribes. And so people didn't actually live in Sedona. It was a place that they would travel to and do spirit journeys to, and then merge and meet with these galactics. And then the elders of the tribes would then, you know, disseminate that knowledge to the, the other humans. So I think that might be what you're picking up on that duality between the realms and the merging of that information. That feels that, that resonates and that feels right when I heard you say that. Mm. Yeah. Laura, did you want to add anything to that in particular, even if it's not for Sedona, but the grid work in general? You know, I think it's important. And if people are feeling the call to go, go, the money will flow, right? Don't let that hold you back. In fact, there's even a payment plan on this um, that you can take advantage of. So, it, you know, Abby, you told the great story about how you manifested the money for that bill. So work on that manifestation, work on the flow. And we'd love to have you there. There's power in numbers. We're all here for the same intention to better the planet, better humanity, to heal. And we'd love to see you. We'd love to have experiences with you. And I know, Abby, I think you're doing personal clients as am I. Mm -hmm. And it's always so much fun to have a personal client literally in person versus over Zoom. Yes, yes, it is It is nice because yeah, those in person, you you can actually, the energy work just feels a little bit differently when you're doing that. Um, so yes, I, I look forward to those moments to do in-person sessions. Right. And the best part about any of these conferences is you get to have conversations like we just had tonight every day, all day with everyone there. It's it's just totally activating experience. I love that's why I love going to these gatherings. Um, one last little fun thing before we wrap this up, just because I've done this before a long time ago on a round table, but I want to do it again just for the hell of it. If you could bring one unhealthy food with you to new earth, but it becomes healthy and you could enjoy it as a healthy treat at new earth, what would it be? <laughs> Go, whoever wants to start. Can you Thanks. choose? <laughs> Did you say me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh man, the first thing that comes to mind, I guess, is top ramen. But there are healthy <laughs> yes, yes. ramen. But like you know, as a kid, ramen and and waffles were like that was my favorite food. So me, oh yeah, both good choices. Ramen, yeah, because there's no nutritional value to ramen, and it like and it expands in your stomach. There's like a number oh, of reasons. It takes like three you, days but, to digest. It's crazy. Yeah, right. But it's, it's not, so good. But it's now going to be healthy in New Earth, and it's gonna. 
it's going to feed you with all the necessary nutrients. Yes. I'm so excited. Uh, Alexis. Yeah, I think I'm going to do cupcakes this round. Cupcakes. <laughs> I know it can be done already, kind of. So, but yeah, cupcakes was today. Nice. Yeah. All right. That's good. <laughs> Laura? You know, I'm going to go with red wine. Ooh. Oh, there you Ooh. go. Classy. <laughs> Abby. Um, it's going to have to be chocolate. Mm. Oh, that was my okay. second. Yeah. Okay. I just uh, love your chocolate. Yeah. Like the like cacao and dark chocolate. Are, are, I was say that's pretty healthy. Yeah, chocolate. it's not bad. Yeah. Dark chocolate, dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. Yes. You got, but I also, right. okay, but my second one, my second one, if you were like, that's easy. That's a typical answer. I really love cheese. I love oh, cheese. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's so good. There you go. You know what mine is? Hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <this> guy. <laughs> Hot dogs. Yeah, you definitely don't want to eat the current no. ones. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> No, but they're going to be amazing, and yeah. it's going to be—it's going to be like the elixir of life. Only the ballpark. This hot, is amazing. Hot dogs, yeah, because exactly. those are actually really good. Exactly. Yeah. Aaron, those. what about you? Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Ice cream. Yeah. What type? What type Let's of ice see. cream? Oh what? God, I don't even know. Just yeah, you only get to pick one <laughs> one flavor. Oh, I would do cookies man. and cream. That's, what's that? Cookies and cream is what. I would oh, do. that's a good choice. Cookie dough too. Uh, cookie dough, cookie dough yeah. and chocolate ice cream. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> yeah, we got yes. we got chocolate pizza. A lot of people in the chat yes. are saying pizza. Pizza, oh yeah. Yeah, pizza. fried chicken. Smoked fish. Um, you can kind of make pizza healthy already too though. Yeah. That's, smoked fish. That's pretty old. <laughs> um, little Debbie's. What else? Twinkies. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, those Mexican Twinkies that you show. Oh me yeah, the, the Gancitos. Yeah, Gancitos. 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 Yeah. yeah, those are amazing. Uh, Ted Drews. I don't know. That's a St. Louis uh, ice that's cream, but, Louis but it's thing. A, that's really it's good ice cream. Amazing. Yeah. If you're ever in St. Louis, you gotta try Ted, gotta Drews, Ted Drews ice cream. But like you said earlier, Laura, like you know, live a little. You can eat that cheeseburger. Like where everyone like becomes like this almost like shame or guilt surrounding eating bad food like in this awakening community and like it's oh no i just ate a cheeseburger kill me you know i feel like it's all part of the human experience like yeah obviously this stuff we know isn't necessarily healthy but i don't think there's anything wrong with like enjoying some of the treats here on earth occasionally we're here for the experiences right 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 but just don't <laughs> yeah. do the things that harm you you know like myself i cannot drink coffee but i had a sip of his because i thought it wasn't coffee and i was sitting here like oh, <laughs> it's finally like dissipating out of my system but like be careful out there but i definitely think red wine and maybe some white if you're up for it we can bring white also but, but, yeah but yeah, i wouldn't do like meth because you're curious no one yeah has <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah gonna try I'm curious. Right. I've never been that curious. Like, so I don't know. No, don't Thank do goodness. I'll share. I'll share my. I'll share my wine story with you guys. So the <laughs> <laughs> the more that I started doing, um, you know, energy work and and really, you know, opening up and rising your vibration in order to reach their frequency, you got to raise your frequency. Um, every a lot of things started getting taken away in my diet because it just like coffee was one of them. I cannot do coffee at all anymore. And um, the one thing that I said, you cannot just give me one thing. I am on earth was red wine. Was red wine. Yes. <laughs> right. Said, Let me at least have one glass of red wine when I need it every so often. <laughs> right. Right. 
it's all right to sit there back and enjoy. And you know what? You can you can restructure that, set the intention, charge it, whatever you do. You know, well, what, wine for, for alcohol is probably the healthiest type of alcohol, too, right? right? True. Red yeah. wine and cheese. Red wine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, right. a lot of antioxidants though in wine. Uh, yeah, it's actually got it's a lot of dark good. chocolate. Right. Dark chocolate. <laughs> yes. Where Just straight you? cacao. Just straight. Yeah, cacao. that's what I got here. I got some cacao. Nice. Oh, look, hey, there, you got it. There, yeah. there you go. What's I actually, memory? I actually, I actually found. Um, I, I bought one bar of it. I was at Whole Foods, and it's it was on the end cap, so I'm guessing it's a new a newer item. But it's cacao. It's it's pure cacao. Um, and it, they had different flavors, but the one I tried was peanut butter. So it was just actually little nut nut bits inside of it. It was delicious. Oh my goodness! It was so good. And it's actually healthy. It's really healthy for you. So yeah, I get like just like ceremonial grade raw cacao. If you can't mm-hmm. get it at the grocery store, you can get it online, and it's usually keto too. If you're you know sensitive to that, but you just like you know mix it with a little maple syrup or some honey, raw honey or something. Put a little you know little milk of whatever kind you like, and it's just so good. It's Ooh, so good. It's a great coffee delicious. alternative. Nice. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so you guys, uh, any last words you want to add, go ahead, feel free. And then also go around and let the audience know where they can find you, how they can follow you, what you guys offer, that type of stuff. And whoever wants to start Jace. Yeah. So, um, I guess, you know, what I'm kind of focusing on right now is this whole financial shift. So the biggest thing I'm seeing is that there's, there's going to be, I believe, uh, a massive catalyst for changing the planet with this financial shift that is looking you know pretty imminent and i think it's basically going to be putting us we the people and especially people that are star seeds that are awakened and you know identifies you know being kind of in those communities putting them in positions where we are going to be able to be the change that we've waited for for so long so you know we've for years we've been put in positions where we've had to externalize our power and we've had to kind of pray for some kind of savior figure, whether it's a religious figure or it's ETs landing to save and fix everything, or it's ascending. Yeah. Even an Asara Jasara where everyone's going to get free money, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And while I don't think there's going to be like free money or any kind of savior, I do think that the financial shift will, will create catalyst for people like us to be able to have more funds to invest in the things that are actually meaningful and are going to be of service to the planet and to humanity instead of right now where everything is being stripped from humanity and all our rights are being taken away. So I think that's going to turn the playing field and and give us the power. And, you know, we have a shirt that I know Aaron, you wear a lot. This is we're the ones we've been waiting for. And I think it really embodies like that energy that we're, we're going to be the saviors that, you know, we've prayed for for so long. And so um, I do coaching on this stuff. So if you guys want to reach out to me and you want to kind of be coached and getting into digital assets and, you know, what some people call the quantum financial system, um, you can go to my website, which is consciouscrypto.info. And I also have a YouTube channel called Cosmic Origins, where I talk about this kind of stuff. And both of those are also my Instagram handles, uh, Cosmic Origins and consciouscrypto.info. So that's where you can find me. Thank you. Alexis? Yes, I'm just constantly posting about the space weather and creating classes and so on to educate about that and about awakening your superpowers, which Abby was also saying she's getting validated is happening and I'm seeing more progress. The more organized I get about teaching and activating people's powers, 
the more evidence I get that there is catalyst for this coming in the in even in the space weather stuff that I've been studying and I've been studying the certain wavelengths of light and how they behave on our DNA and how they're coming from sources in space and so on and these things are increasing and becoming more interesting to people the topic is trending and so if you want to follow me on that you can go to my instagram my youtube my facebook it's all under ascension diaries and i do content pretty much anywhere you like to go and if you'd like to join me full on and get all of my important updates you can go to my patreon that's the best spot to find me and what i'm doing working really hard to kind of get people activated more so and so I'm excited to also meet new people and get those opportunities too, because exchanging codes and information and healing in person is just like, mm-hmm. it's above and beyond. So I always take those opportunities, but I take them in small doses because they're also so potent. You, it like takes you like six months to suss all that out, start again, but I'm always eager to like keep going. So thanks mm-hmm. for joining me. If you are, you know, if you're interested in space, weather and Ascension, that's kind of what I do. So. Thank you for having me here again. Of I'm course. Excited. Yeah, this is, thank you. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Laura. So I'm all about soul health, soul well-being. I assist people with unusual problems, um, anywhere from somebody who's being haunted by a ghost to super soldiers, MK Ultra, and everything in between, because it really is, it comes down to energy and how do you manifest, manipulate, and shift energy for the greatest good. Um, so that's what I do. You can find me at the karmic path.com and on my social media, it's the karmic path. And I am very excited about this. I'm bummed. You guys are all busy, but I totally get it. It'd be great to have you here. And I'm looking forward to meeting a ton of great new people. Yeah. That's always the best part is the the connections that you make Yeah, and they can last for a lifetime, you know, and it's, and it's most likely people that you've known in other lifetimes. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Abby. Um, you guys can find me. My website is auricray.com. And, you know, really my, my mission, I also do a podcast with Heidi Pop called Raising Star Seeds. And my mission really is, you know, it came in early, the, just being that bridge, just bringing, just being the bridge of bringing yourself to soul knowledge, soul path, soul wisdom, true history. So, um, in my sessions, um, I just come and meet with you and just open up and allow what needs to come through for your soul's path at that particular day at that particular time is going to happen. Whether that is through a reading or doing a meditation in tonal singing, um, it's whatever happens in that session in that time period is, is I'm just, I'm open to it. I've done the work to integrity and ethics are my most important thing. So I'm always creating that, that sacred space and vetting everything that comes through. Um, but the soul healing, opening up, awakening, and then raising star seeds is, you know, for, for me, it's two tiered because it's, if you're a parent and, or an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, and you know that your child is, is come here open and awake, it's important for you to awaken as well because Darcy's don't just pop randomly into a, into a family bloodline. Um, so it's awakening the adults and then it's also helping these children. So I'm very passionate about helping them um, to be validated in what they're experiencing, validated in um, their own energy. I, I actually wrote Heidi this morning. It, it really came down through that I really want to do a whole show show on becoming an empowered empath 
you know, because these children are just, you know, just so aware and they're feeling everything, but how do we not allow that to become us, other people's emotions to become our emotions? So that's really kind of, you know, what I'm about, whether, you know, teaching sessions, um, uh, you know, orcray.com, I'm on socials, Abby Lynn, um, Instagram, Facebook. So, but I'm also, you know, I, I post a lot of, lot of truth stuff too, truth or stuff. So I'm interested in a lot of different things. Right. You guys are all doing, or yeah, you guys are all doing amazing work. I mean, this is, it's so beautiful right now to see everybody really stepping into their power. So thank you all for joining us guys. If you feel like going and meeting all these beautiful souls and spending some time with them, grab a ticket, starseedadventures.com, December 11th through the 16th, Sedona, Arizona. It's going to be a fantastic time. We are going to do a second round table with the other half of the speakers in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. We love you guys. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of amazing stuff was discussed and uh, really some important issues. And uh, it was fun. So thank you guys. We really thank appreciate guys. it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. And I think that's it. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Good night, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we will see you next Thursday. Have a great evening. Good night, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks.